What's up, everybody? It is Monday, and we know what time it is. We're rocking on the number one show, Hot and Show on the Streets, bringing you your Alabama football news. That being in my own words, George Truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We are moving rapidly through the month of June here and bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham. Streaming this to you on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, you know what to do. Go ahead right now, hit that subscribe button, smash subscribe right now. Don't forget to leave a like, hit that thumbs up, make this your show, your network platform, channel, and space to talk Bama. Turn all of those notifications on, hit that little bell so that way you miss nothing on your favorite program. That being the Crimson Tide. We also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well. Streaming to you this show. We got a cool one today. A lot of things to discuss. We want to hear from you, the passionate fans of Bama football. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in so that your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you that daily super chat goes $75 daily gold there. Jamie Wilhelm getting us started with that $4.99 in the super chats. Appreciate that from Jamie as Dancing Steven already getting a hit start there. Appreciate the love there from Jamie helping us out here on the show. But we're getting down topic one here of discussion and that being uh, you know, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young at the Manning Passing Academy got a chance to talk a little bit to the people of the media, people of the press. And, uh, you know, Bryce Young had one message. One message that if you are an Alabama fan, you are jumping with joy about. And uh, Bryce had a good season last year. He had a great season last year. First year starting quarterback, sophomore season. Uh, set single-season school passing records for passing yards, 4,872, touchdown passes with 47, total touchdowns with 50, was an All-American, consensus All-American, was a Heisman Trophy winner, won a host of several individual accolades as a sophomore. Not a junior or a senior, but as a sophomore, he has his handprint and his cleat print enshrined forever at Denny Chimes as a permanent team captain. Bryce Young did a lot in his first season just last year, but when it came down to talk about it, Bryce considered last year a failure. And uh, we have a clip here from the Manning Passing Academy of Bryce Young talking about this. Listen to your quarterback when it comes to breaking down uh, this past season. What does the Heisman mean in the context of the season where you might have felt short? Um, I mean, it doesn't mean that much. I mean, I'm, I'm again, it, I, I don't want to downplay it all because it's a huge honor. It's a huge blessing. You know, it's something you dream of as a kid. So it, it definitely doesn't, it's not like it doesn't mean anything. But at the end of the day, my, my goals were to, you know, to, to win a championship, especially um, that's our goal every year. That we don't shy away from it. That's our standard. Um, so you know, it, it, it's definitely something cool to look back on, and probably be more fun to look back on down the line. But right now, in the moment, um, last year's season was a failure. So for me, for everyone, because we didn't win, and that's what our goal is. So that's what it is. That was Bryce Young from the Manning Passing Academy, and uh, it just shows you 
how much different the expectations are at Alabama versus any other program in college football. It just shows you the expectations that, you know, Alabama puts on itself is different from, any, from everybody else, and the expectations that people put on Alabama different from anyone else. Anybody else that went 13-2 and two a season ago, that boasted a Heisman Trophy winner a season ago, that boasted the Bronco Nagurski Award winner a season ago, that boasted two 1,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard running back a season ago, and the other team that boasted a conference championship a season ago, got to the college football playoff, won a semifinal matchup, and came close to winning a national championship, that program is going, uh, where the great goose at? Uh, can I get some great goose and get loose? Uh, where's the hen at? Where, where's that yak? Where's that Hennessy bottle at? Can, can I pop that one time? You know, where's the celebration? You know, we did go 13-2. and two. We did do a lot of great things. But at Alabama, it's, you know, all that's cool, but no national championship to show for it, which means we didn't hit our ultimate goal, which means we failed. Different expectations. When you look at other programs and uh, the University of Alabama football team, completely different expectations. And uh, once again, with this being uh, Bryce Young saying this, as fans, uh, this should have you very excited because to me this means Alabama's going to be stepping on everybody's neck in the upcoming season. Bama's going to be stepping on necks. When when Bryce Young says this, Bama's going to be stepping on necks here in the upcoming season because we've seen, uh, you know, defensive players. We've seen Will Anderson. We've seen uh, Brian Branch. We've seen Chris Braswell. We've seen different defensive players talk about the expectation on defense is supposed to be marquee, hardcore, elite. If we play our cards right, this could be the best Bama defense of the Nick Saban era. But to now hear Bryce Young, captain of your team, Bryce Young, captain of your offense, come out and say, you know, I appreciate the Heisman. It's cool. Not trying to downplay it. But right here where we stand, 2021 was a failure. Why? Bama did not win. We did not win the national championship. That's our goal every year. That's our standard. That's our mindset. That's our mentality every season. We didn't get it. So we didn't accomplish the mission. And in Alabama and Tuscaloosa, we about accomplishing the mission. That's what Bryce Young is saying here. And so now we go to one of Coach Saban's favorite statements. How do you not waste a failure? That's what Coach Saban always says. When things don't go your way, when things don't go right, when you don't win, how do you not waste that failure, right? Because when you lose, everything's heightened. It becomes, uh, what did I do wrong? How can I get better? How can I not slack up? How do I not, you know, how do I refuse to take my foot off the gas pedal? You know, what can I do to refine my game, to enhance my game? What can I do to ensure that this hurting feeling of losing is not there again, right? So, Coach Saban, 
how do you go about not wasting this failure? And I think Bryce Young, where, where his leadership is concerned, where his vocal leadership is concerned, uh, and, and his uh, mentality of, of always wanting to be on the up and up, he's going to will himself, and he's going to will this team to not waste a failure. And uh, the good thing for Bryce is, you know, Bryce is in good company, people. Bryce is in great company. You, you look at some of the quarterbacks in, in the Saban era in Alabama that lost in championship games or lost in big games, and they were able to bounce back the following year and have success. Case in point, Greg McElroy, 2008. You know, Alabama should have beaten Florida in that SEC championship the first time around. It didn't happen. Those guys were hurt. Those guys were upset. Those guys were ticked off. Those guys were frustrated. But they used that loss. That loss burned within them. And they came back 2009. Did not waste that failure. Handled business. Remembering A.J. McCarron. Now, A.J. McCarron suffered a loss to LSU 2011. Game of the century in Bryant, Denny, and Tuscaloosa. That loss burned within A.J. Came back, got LSU again in the national championship game, handled business. A.J. McCarron again, lost to Johnny Manziel in Texas A&M in 2012. Lost, burned the heck out of A.J. What did he do? Got back right, rolled the, uh, the thing all the way to the national championship game against, you know, Notre Dame. Handled business there. 2015, Jacob Coker was benched. At the start of the game against Ole Miss, he comes back out there and plays, brought the team back, just about lost the game there. But how does Jacob Coker not waste a failure? Runs the table the rest of the season, showing that leadership. Alabama wins the national championship. Same thing with Jalen Hurts, 2016 as a freshman. When he when Bama lost to Clemson, Hurts kept the photo of Clemson celebrating as his screensaver. And what does Jalen do? He comes back the next year, led the team to the national championship game against Georgia. And even though he got benched for Tua Tagovailoa in the second half of that game, Jalen Hurts still led that team there. And then Jalen had the ultimate poetic justice moment in 2018. Tua gets hurt in the SEC championship game. Jalen Hurts comes in off the bench and gets you to a 35-28 comeback victory. And then, of course, we have Mac Jones. 2019, in the Iron Bowl at Jordan-Hare, you know, the two pick sixes in that game. He did have four touchdown passes. But everybody remembers those two pick sixes, and they go, well, Mac Jones lost the game, and Mac Jones cost us that game. And no Mac and those two pick sixes. But what does Mac do? He let that burn within him. And he came in the Citrus Bowl against Michigan, tore Jim Harbaugh up, and then the very next year, he goes on a undefeated, led the team perfect national championship season to where he set single season score records. 4,500 passing yards, 41 touchdowns, became a Heisman finalist, an All-American. And folks were like, what the heck? You know, I, I thought Mac would be good, but I didn't think he'd be that good. Did not think he'd be that good. So all of these guys, did show, they, they found a way to not waste a failure they lost in big games but they found a way to bounce back and not waste a failure so for Bryce Young here's his opportunity he said it 
National 2021 season was a failure. Did not win the national championship. He's ready to step on some necks this time around. Get that natty. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started. If you're holding on, callers, hold on for the next 10 minutes or call back in the next 10 minutes because when we return, we sit down with a defensive back specialist out of Maryland, the DB Sensei Coach Bo, who's been working with Kyrie Jackson over the offseason. We'll talk to Coach Bo after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilyshirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilyshirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. Woo! You have no idea what's about to go down this Tuesday night on the Bama Standard. Live at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on TDA. Two of the baddest men to ever walk that aisle on the defensive line are going to be in the building. Steve William Smith's glasses are already fogged up with excitement. Steve Brown is having a hard time keeping those Stacey Adams down because none other than John Copeland and Deron Payne are going to be in the building. Also, we're going to be talking about the latest in Crimson Tide news, including the commitment from five-star defensive back Tony Mitchell. This is not an episode that you want to miss. So be in the chat and get your questions ready. And let's go. Roll time. Well, people are rocking and rolling in here from the break on a Monday. Getting that work week started off for you correctly. In my own words, George truly Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And remember on tomorrow, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Central Time, streaming live on TDA's YouTube channel. We got the Bama Standard with my man Justin Riley, comedy legend Steve Brown, all SEC legendary linebacker Marvin Constant, Bo Scarborough, member of the Birmingham Stallions, yours truly Stephen M. Smith. We got John Copeland. We got Deron Payne, two of the baddest men to wear number 94 for your Crimson Tide. You don't want to miss it. Check it out tomorrow, Bama Standard, 6 p.m. Central Time, streaming on TDA's YouTube channel. Now we got a we got a super check to got to get to. So how about C She Payne? C She Payne with that fifty dollar donation. The super chats appreciate C She Payne helping us out here on the show. And right now, 
we go to the In My Own Works hotline where we pick up a man right here who is really taking these defensive backs to the next level. He's working with one Kyrie Jackson of Maryland, former JUCO defensive back who's with your Crimson Tide. He is the, the DB sensei. We got Coach Bo right here on the show here. Happy to have you here, Coach Bo. So the, the first thought you know, to you about Kyrie Jackson uh, being here, like, like what have you been working with him, been training with him on? I know he came in a JUCO guy in the 20, you know, 21 class, and he, and he was able to do some good things this past season. But what have you been working with him, uh, training with him on to excel this year? We've just been talking about fundamentals, so make sure his fundamentals on uh on point, so make sure that his techniques, footwork, eyes, and all that stuff is, is is on point. So that will really help him make the make make the plays that he needs to make. So we really focus on just the basic stuff. Uh, from that point, then we did some other stuff in which, but the basic thing is the main thing we we focused on. You're just checking out the show. We got my man Coach Bo on the phone lines, defensive back specialist, DB Sensei out of Maryland, working with one Kyrie Jackson for this season. Coach, when we look at Kyrie as a former JUCO defensive back, and of course he played some he played receiver also in high school in Maryland. Uh, you know, with him, uh, what's the biggest strength you feel like he brings the Alabama secondary? He brings the DB room. He brings that locker room. What do you think is Kyrie's biggest strength? I think his biggest strength is the knowledge. He, uh, even though he hasn't played that much, but he understands the name, the name of the game. So he understands uh, concept as far as offense, uh, as far as like combination. So I think the biggest thing besides athletic ability is knowledge of the game. Now, once you go to uh, athletically, because he's he's tall, six three, and hey, he's he can run and he can flip with the best. But as far as like knowledge knowledge wise, is what what he really brings to the game, understanding exactly what he needs to do, where everybody's going to be at, and that helps him make the plays that he needs to. So when you look at just goals that you know she may have for this season, and. and to Kyrie Jackson and goals that you know he may have discussed with you about, you may have discussed with him about. What are some of the goals that he's talked to you about that he wants to hit on uh, and uh, and perform this season? Well, I think the first goal is to, uh, like last year. Obviously, he didn't get a chance to go through the spring ball, and he only got a little bit of the, the summer workout. So our first goal was basically go through the spring ball. Uh, go through the summer workout and gain through the playbook and stuff. Like, make sure you know the playbook, uh, all the stuff. So, biggest thing was like he didn't get the playbook all all last year. So we were trying to get him to get the playbook. Now I think he got that. Now the, the main goal now is getting on the field and performing. You know, I don't think that's the, the hardest thing for him. You know, but the hardest thing was for Jim since he came in late to pick up the playbook. So the biggest goal was to get the playbook. Uh, we get the playbook, then go from there. So now he has that. Uh, everything else should fall in line to the, the goal he has set. Do, do you see him, Coach Bo, do you see Kyrie this season being able to start? That, that's every young man's dream. That's every young man's goal. And I know it's a lot of competition in that defensive back room in Tuscaloosa. But from what you've seen from him, uh, working with him, being around him, uh, do you see, do you sense Kyrie 
being able to be a starter this season for Alabama? Yes, I definitely see him as a starter. The biggest thing that hurt him last year is not being able to get the uh, the playbook. So not being able to get the playbook kind of hurt him in that. Now we got the playbook, and I know for sure he can be a starter this year. He is Coach Bo, defensive back, specialist DB, Sensei out of Maryland, working with one Kyrie Jackson in the offseason. Jackson trying to be a starter on this field for the Crimson Tide at one of two cornerback positions as he's battling Eli Ricks, the transfer from LSU, and Kool-Aid McKinstry, former five-star in that 2021 class, entering his sophomore season. Coach Bo, we appreciate you taking time to spend here with us on the show. Take care of yourself man be good keep work with Kyrie and we're looking forward to seeing what he does in the upcoming season all right I appreciate it absolutely coach Bo out of Maryland defensive back specialist DB sensei working with one Kyrie Jackson the young man is 6'3 uh, 198 pounds according to roadtide.com he's probably picked up more weight uh, in this offseason but I'm looking forward to seeing Jackson on the field he had a really good spring game though had two pass breakups in the A-Day game we're going to go to a break here folks don't touch that dial because when we return it's on you phone lines open we're taking your calls your thoughts, your chats, your interactions, your events. Let us hear you on the other side of the break as we, when we return to In My Own Words. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! Roll! Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. All right, folks, we're back in to the action from the break here on a Monday on the hottest show on the streets, bringing you your Crimson Tide news, notes, entertainment, and my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate my man, Coach Bo, defensive back specialist, DB Sensei, in the recent segment, talking about one Kyrie Jackson, Alabama defensive back. Looking forward to seeing what he does in the upcoming season as he looks to be a starter here in the secondary but we got some super chats to get to or a super chat to get to here we got a queue up dancing steven as mcconnick has dropped in here with this 2001 in the super chats appreciate the love they're coming from mcconnick and that means the daily super chat girl of 75 dollars has been met 
Appreciate every last one of you, the Bama fans, showing love here on the show. But right now, we go to the phone lines and take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Number to call in, 205-448-1358. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steve. I'm uh, Robert from Mobile. Robert, what's happening, man? Hey, I heard your segment about uh, how Bryce Young feels like last year was uh, was a failure. I've heard him, uh, other people say that's, a, that's how he feels. It's really unfortunate that a season that involves us making a national championship and having the first you know, a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback for the first time in the Alabama school history, it's seen as a failure when 99% of teams in college football that would be in a great season. Right. But that's the standard for Alabama, you know, for good or bad, that's the standard for Alabama. It's championship or bust. You hate putting that kind of pressure on those guys, but we always know that's the bar. That's the, uh, this, the ceiling that's always there usually for an Alabama team. And it's like last year, I didn't have that sense early in the year. that it was a championship or bust. It became that when Bryce Young turned into Bryce Young. Because it was a rebuilding year. Everybody has to remember that. We were re- Alabama was rebuilding that year. And Bryce Young, his performance, and uh, James Williams and uh, Mechie, their performances turned up and gave us the, oh, wait, hey, this, may, this is a championship or bus season now because of what they did, even despite it was a rebuilding year. We, they shouldn't have been anywhere near a championship last year, but – those guys excel so much that it turned into that. It's, it's, a, it's so it's really tough for us, you know, to label it as a failure season when it was a when it was really a great season. And I I hate that he feels that way, but I understand it because you know he's bought into the Alabama system and that in the Alabama way, and that is the Alabama way. It's championships, and so hopefully, like you said, like you showed with McCarron and uh, McElroy and all the other quarterbacks. His his uh, redemption will come, and but he, he'll be dialed in on winning the championship. It'll be almost impossible for him to win the Heisman again with all the things that will be against him: the Alabama fatigue, the uh, don't want to give it to somebody twice. So maybe that month, that pressure will be off of him, but you know, then he can end up, they can excel for the championship. Absolutely, good points there from Robert from Mobile calling in, and this is why. Bryce Young won state championships in high school. He won state titles at Modern Day in California. So when you come from a high school program where you win championships, you want to carry that to the University of Alabama or whatever college you choose to go to. And so when Bryce made his decision to come to Alabama, he knew what the expectations were. She knew what the expectations of fans, you know, we that consume college football, especially Alabama football, he knew what those expectations were. So uh, for him to, you know, not win that national championship in his first year as a starting quarterback, that hurts. I mean, winning the Heisman, that's great. That's cool. That's awesome. But when you come from high school where I won state championships and now I'm going to college where – the expectation is to win national championships and you don't get that national championship, 
in your mind, you go, I did not finish or I did not accomplish what I wanted to. So where do I go from here? I go from here by using this hurt that's inside of me from not winning and channeling that into even more leadership to win. And that's what Bryce Young is doing right now. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's up? What's up? It's your boy Chris from Ballard Sports Media calling from Coleman. How you doing, Steven? Doing great, Chris. I mean, the month of June winding down. July's coming in here, so that means uh, getting closer to college football. Just, just, just inching ourselves there. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to get after Utah State, but more so, uh, I think the most exciting game this year might be that Texas game. But I got two questions for you tonight about the Alabama defense. The first one's about Mr. Will Anderson himself. I want to get your thoughts on what he has to do this year other than, I mean, I, I think he's proven himself, but what do you think the key is going to be if he wants to be a Heisman finalist? Okay, so for, for Will Anderson, I think it would be repeat the same numbers he had a season ago, probably add a couple more sacks to that, but re repeat the same numbers, and at, and at least try to get two defensive touchdowns. If he can get two, whether that be a pick six or whether that be a fumble recovery for a touchdown, try to get you two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And then the second, I, I would agree with that definitely. I think if, if he could be the guy that's helping us score defensively, that, that'll be huge for him um, and say a lot about him. And then the other thing, you know, I, I think that the, there's a lot coming back on defense this year. I think we're getting the defensive standard back in Tuscaloosa. I've seen a lot of great recruits commit this week and in previous months. What do you think it says about – I mean, we know what it says about Nick Saban, but I remember last year, a year ago, we still got Pete Golding, but I remember people wanted him fired. But now here he is as the defensive coordinator going into his third or fourth season – and the recruiting on the defensive side of the ball is off the charts. I think the one thing, Chris, that people want to see from Coach Golden is this. If Coach Golden can show from start to finish putting guys in the right spots and, call, and calling a strong defensive game, calling a strong defensive game plan from start to finish and seeing Bama mow guys down. If Pete Golden does this, the fans will go, okay, we overreacted. He just needed some time. That's the one thing fans want to see. If Coach Golden can go out there and prove I can call a defense from start to finish, my guys will mow the opponent down, and we can make some plays out here, big plays, that'll silence all of the junk. Yeah, I would agree. And one thing I like to say is that you can recruit all the guys you want to, and believe me, he's doing a good job at that. I've seen the recruiting list for 2023 with guys like Jan Zapier or whoever, but, uh, and recently Tony Mitchell this week. I'm excited for that guy. But you got to put it on the field. You got to coach the guys up. You got to get them ready and get them ready to roll. Thank you for taking my call. Love you guys. Roll Tide.
Appreciate Chris there, Ballard Sports Media, calling in from Coleman, giving his thoughts here on the Crimson Tide. We grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Yeah, hey, Steven, you know, Cici. <laughs> I got to show some love when I have some free time. Um, but, hey, uh, you mentioned the uh, 2011 season, if I heard you correctly. Um, and I wanted to ask you your opinion, because I know my family and I and my uncle who played at Bama, um, we sit around and kind of we'll talk about, you know, football a lot. Um, it's kind of like a tradition for us or whatever. But um I remember, so I had actually, I actually went to that 2011 game when we played LSU at Bama in Tuscaloosa. And I remember the final score, I think it was like nine to six. And I remember, so we actually could have won that game. I remember there were a couple of field, field goals that we missed. And I remember also um, Michael Williams, I think number 89. I remember he caught it or he intercepted something. He caught a pass and the refs, they called it back, whatever. And so I think it was like shortly after that, when the tornado hit Tuscaloosa and what I'm seeing, cause I remember that was, you know, that was a very traumatic experience for a lot of people, right? It was a lot of people who passed away. And what I'm seeing now, like the, just that hunger from the defensive side or even really both sides of the ball, I'm seeing that now. And it reminds me of how it was after the, uh, the tornado that year, I think it was um, April of 2011. And I, I, I see that where it was kind of just like, you know, we're going to, we're going to win it all. And that's what we did. Um, so I'm curious, like my brother and I, we were kind of going back and forth as far as like, okay, who do you compare this year's defense to maybe the 2009 or 2011? But I wanted your opinion because when I see it, I see like the Courtney Upshaws, the Dante Hightowers, the Drake Kirkpatrick's, I mean, the list goes on. But what do you think? And do you think that even on both sides of the balls, including special teams, that we're where we need to be to kind of be back at that uh, at that place that we were in in 2011, if not better? Appreciate that from uh, from Cici right there. So for me, defensively, and we've had Brian Branch and Chris, we have, we've had Brian Branch, Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner all on this show. And they all said that this defense, if we play our cards right, could be the best defense to come through Alabama under the Nick Saban era. And it has potential to be that and to do that. It all starts with, like I mentioned, Pete Golding. This is his sort of prove-it year. We've seen him do very well on the recruiting front. And recruiting is the lifeblood of college football, and I don't want to take that or downplay that from Coach Golding. We've seen him make strides as a defensive coordinator, but you as fans want to see, is he the guy, right? Is he elite enough where he can call the plays, have him in the right spots, have him in the right positions, guys are flying around, knocking guys' heads off like it was in 2009, 2011, 2016, like it was with those groups. If Golding does that, then this puts all the speculation of him to bed, and it puts all the speculation of can Alabama be back to having the, the elite defense to bed. But it all starts with Coach Golding. Now, on both sides of the ball, or in all three facets, offensively, I think Bama's going to be okay. I think Bryce Young, uh, the, the offensive pieces around him, I think the offensive line is going to be better than what it was a season ago. Offensively, I think Alabama's going to be fine. I know people look at the creativity for Bill O'Brien, and that has to play a role there. But I think offensively is fine. I think special teams is, is a strength that nobody's really talking about. 
having consistency and Will Reichard back, that's a big deal. Going back to the spring game, uh, um, James Byrne up the punter looked a lot better than what he was a season ago. So you look at that. And then in the return aspect, you got Jameer Gibbs that can return kicks and punch. You've got Aaron Anderson who can do it as a freshman. You've got several guys. Isaiah Bond can do it. You've got several guys that can return kicks and punts. So I think, I think once again, it comes down to both of your coordinators, Pete Golding, Bill O'Brien. Be creative, be sound, don't get ahead of yourself, but be creative, be sound. This is, this is proven years for both of those two. But appreciate CeCe there for that call. Got to shout out my man Tobias Brookins in the building from Fresno with that $50 donation. The Super Chat showing love right here. We got Dance and Steven going here for Tobias. My man always showing up and showing out. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. What's going on, Steve? Elijah from Jersey. How you feeling tonight, my man? man? Doing good, Elijah. Doing better now that you're on the live. What's going on with you? Oh, man. I think, you know, when we talk about this, this defensive unit, when we talk about uh, especially like the secondary, um, you know, when the season starts off, uh, people are going to expect, and, and I hear it all the time, oh, Alabama should be good. And, and I agree, we should be a, a good team. We should have a great defensive unit. But I don't put the expectation too high. Um, people don't realize um, Kyrie Jackson, is a. I believe he can be a great player. Eli Ricks, I believe, can be a great player. Uh, Kool-Aid, I believe, can be a great player. But people don't realize how hard it is to play cornerback, um, period. Then you take it playing cornerback in the SEC with some of the most elite receivers in the country, you know, playing against them week in and week out. Cornerback on the defense, you have to be the most athletic person basically on the field. A receiver knows where they're going. You have to try to keep up with that at full speed. It, you, you have to be a very athletic person. Not only that, but your hand-eye coordination has to be right. Your footwork has to be immaculate. You also still have to be physical enough to come up and, 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 and tackle. You have to be a, a solid tackler. So um, do I expect um, Kyrie? Do I expect Eli? Do I expect Kool-Aid? to come in and, and, and be shut down corners? Absolutely not. You know, um, Eli Ricks, he's coming off an injury. Um, he's going to have to knock the rust off. Kyrie and Kool-Aid both had, have had their playing time last year, right? They, they, they had their playing time, but they haven't got their feet, you know, cemented on the ground. Um, they still lack a, some experience, you know, um, which you can, and Steven says it a hundred times, the only way you're going to get the experience is by playing the game. And when the BBs went down last year, uh, these guys was put in very, very tough situations, and they did fairly well, but they still lack the experience. But the one benefit that I think does help them out is that we have the two returning safeties that if these guys do get misaligned, the safeties can help them out. 
you know, um, that that's the benefit to it. But another thing that I just want to know your opinion on also is um, Will Anderson. It might sound crazy that I'm saying this, Steve, um, and let me know your opinion on this, but I don't expect Will Anderson's numbers to be the same. And this is this is why I say this, not because of his lack of effort. It's not because he's not the great dominant player he is. It's just Will Anderson is going to draw so much attention this year. I wouldn't be surprised if you had an offensive tackle, a tight end, and then a, a running back chipping on him. You know, I, he's just going to draw so much attention. As a the head coach of, uh, let's say, uh, Arkansas, if you don't pay attention to that guy and you let that guy change the game, you deserve to be fired. There's no way you should let him beat you. I don't care if you have to have 10 men blocking him and everybody else go free. You put 10 guys on him, but in the same token, that frees up a lot of other people to step up and make plays when he's getting that type of attention. Um, And my question I guess I wanted to ask you was, do you think Will Anderson has the same numbers as he had last year with everybody in the country now knowing what type of player he is. Because me personally, I think with these guys making three, four million dollars a year as head coaches, I don't see them allowing him to change the game, whether it's running away from him or, or triple teaming a guy. Let me know what you think, Steve. Appreciate that call there from Elijah right there. So to me, he could Will Anderson could have similar numbers to, to, than with, uh, to what he had a season ago. But if he does not, I can see the point being uh, uh, opposing teams, double-teaming him, using running backs, tight ends to chip him, to frustrate him. And this is the reason why it's so good when you have a Dallas Turner that can tee off. This is a good thing while you have a Chris Braswell who has earned Nick Saban's trust, he can tee off. This is the reason why you have a Quandarius Robinson who can tee off, a Jeremiah Alexander who can get off, a, a Byron Young who can get off, who can go off, a Justin Aboigby who can go off. This is the reason why it's good to have a, a wealth of players that can do some things so that if they put everybody quadruple teaming Will Anderson and not letting him get anything. Somebody else or a host of other players can have a field day out there. Now, you know, Will Anderson could be an Aaron Donald type. We all know Aaron Donald. You can double team, quadruple team Aaron Donald, and he can still find a way to get his. That's why he's the most disruptive defensive player in the NFL right now. And he's paid like the most disruptive defensive player, as he should be. So Will Anderson could be an Aaron Donald type of guy, an Aaron Donald type of player. But in the event that if he doesn't have similar numbers to what he had a season ago, uh, that's the reason why Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, uh, Byron Young, Justin Aboigby. This is why you uh, also uh, Jeremiah Alexander, Quindarius Robinson. This is why Coach Saban recruits several guys at similar positions here. But we take a phone call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Roll Tide there, Stephen. What's up, my friend? Doing great, William, and yourself, man. <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I got I got meat on the grill. I got some brats. I got some uh, 
sirloin steak, ten ounce. I got some uh, beef. I mean pork, cheddar, and and uh, bacon on the grill. So come on up here and eat some with me. You know, you, you know what will. You know, you know John, start the car. John Ivory's about to start the car. We're, we're coming up there. <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah, I want to talk to piggyback a little bit off of that. I, I think Pete Golden's doing a great job. I mean, sure, he's had some rusty points at times, but uh, I think he done a great job last year, and I, I'm, I'm just expecting great things from him. Uh, I think the players with uh, this transfer portal, I, I, I don't like it. I never have liked it. I mean, you either all in for Bama or you're not, and that's just my opinion, and uh, – I just want to get your thoughts on it. Roll Tide. Appreciate my man William calling in right there. And, I mean, going back to, to Coach Golding, t- to me, I like Pete. And, I, and, I've always, and I always have liked Coach Golding. I mean, he's done a great job recruiting. We cannot refute that. He's had some rough moments starting off in 2019 when he first became the primary D.C. But, I mean, he, he's been able to maneuver – through those rough moments, the thing with with U.S. fans is, can he be as good, if not better, but at least as good as Kirby Smart when he was in Tuscaloosa? Can he be as good as Jeremy Pruitt when he was in Tuscaloosa? That's the question that U.S. fans have. If Pete Golding answers that question, and he is as good, then all of the skepticism stops. It becomes, okay, Pete's the man. It took him some time. He needed some time to grow. He did it. He the man. But it all starts with, can he do it? In terms of getting everybody set to play winning football defensively. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? It's me. Uh, it's Jay from Sheffield, Steve. There he is. It's Jay from that, that, that man is. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Good. I've, been, I've been tuning in. I just ain't been calling in. But it's a special day for me. I want to wish my fiance a happy birthday. So happy okay, birthday okay. to Peter. <laughs> well, yeah, now, now we got that out the way, Steve. It's time to really do some capping. Because y'all ain't putting enough uh, pressure up on the bill, O'Brien. A double, you know what I mean. It ain't enough pressure up under that man, Steve. You got the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. All this excuse about the O line. Okay, we understand that. But as a old, as, as a former O line, I didn't play college, but I played high school ball. I know a simple a simple uh, dive play where we come off the ball and double team somebody. That's not always get the get the gears going. And well, you know, we didn't see that out of Bill O'Brien. His pace for the college game was very, 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 very slow. You know, you see what I'm saying? So it's a lot of things that Bill O'Brien got to improve on tremendously before we talk about anything about the players. I mean, you, you, we, when we talk about players, you, you naming guys that run four twos and four threes. You, you think I can't just throw the ball up to him? I can't scheme a play to get this man the ball? You know what I'm saying? We haven't seen a jet sweep. With Christian Leary, yeah. So, you know, I feel like that that speed that's just sitting on the sideline that's wasted. But ain't nobody saying nothing about old Bill. Like, you know, and I understand Pete. Yeah, yeah, Pete, Pete, you, you know, this this going to be do or die here for you, old Pete. I mean, you, you got too much talent, and you have five, six years worth of excuses 
Bama fans, we about tired of it. So he, Pete know what's up. And you got a whole returning defense. He know what's up. But Bills, man, y'all media members got to put some press up on him. Can y'all please do that? Can y'all please ask him why he averaging so many less points than he did the last two years? You know, I, I, you know, when we was averaging like 45 and 47 points and all of that, well, Bill coming, we averaged like 30-some points a game. Like, like that's something that we need to talk about a lot more, Steve. Like, this whole season need to be about Bill O'Brien and his – his offense need to be literally paced in space like a basketball. It'd be free flowing. You know, let, let's go. Let's get it and go. But, you know, roll tide. I love y'all, Steve. Appreciate my man Jay from Sheffield calling in. I mean, I, I've, I've been putting pressure on Bill O'Brien. I've been putting a little bit of pressure on Bill O'Brien. Now, I have. O'Brien got to be creative. He got to. He got to be creative. But also, when he's down by the goal line, run the football. Be creative, yes. Have things for Christian Leary, for Jalen Milrow, for all of them, yes. Bryce Young, all of them, absolutely. When you down there first and goal from the two, ain't nothing wrong with putting the heavy package in and run the football four times and pounding that thing in there, I'm just saying. So uh, I've been putting some pressure here on O'Brien. He know what he got to do. He ought to know what he got to do. But we're going to go to this topic right here as you guys are continue to get your thoughts here, 205. 448-1358, number to call in, 205-448-1358. So how about Jalen Moody right here, fifth-year senior linebacker out of South Carolina. He's grabbed him a little NIL deal, and he's grabbed one with an elite training facility from the West Coast, a top-10 training facility from the West Coast out of Corona, California, that being the winter Circle Athletics. It's Winter Circle Athletics, WCA. They train uh, top athletes, whether it's high school, whether it's college, whether it's pro, out there on the West Coast. So kudos to uh, Jalen Moody inking the NIL deal with them. And Mr. Moody also trying to earn that starting position as the weak side linebacker for Alabama in the fall. I know he's going up against the likes of Deontay Lawson and Kendrick Blackshire and DeMoy Kennedy and Sean Murphy and Giot Campbell and our talent right there. But Moody looking to be the starter at weak side next to Henry To'o To'o in the middle. So big ups there to Jalen Moody. We're going to go to a break right here, folks, on the show. Don't touch that down. When we get back, I give my thoughts on how big it was for Alabama to land a commitment from five-star in-state defensive back Tony Mitchell and what this could be for Alabama moving forward if it lands another defensive back that's just as high caliber in the same class right after this. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Woo, you have no idea what's about to go down this Tuesday night on the Bama Standard. Live at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on TDA. Two of the baddest men to ever walk that aisle on the defensive line are going to be in the building. Stephen M. Smith's glasses are already fogged up with excitement. Steve Brown is having a hard time keeping those Stacey Adams down because none other than John Copeland and Deron Payne are going to be in the building. Also, we're going to be talking about the latest in Crimson Tide news, including the commitment from five-star defensive back Tony Mitchell. This is not an episode that you want to miss. So be in the chat and get your questions ready. And let's go. Roll time. All right, people, we're back in the action from the break on the hottest show on the streets. Covering your Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly. Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And that's right, people, on tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central Time, streaming live on the TDA YouTube channel. We got the Bama Standard. My man Justin Riley, all-SEC linebacker Marvin Constant, comedy legend Steve Brown, Bo Scarborough, member of the Birmingham Stallions who are going to the USFL championship game. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. We got two rock star guests, the baddest men to ever wear number 94 on the defensive line, John Copeland and Deron Payne. You don't want to miss the action, the fun, the laughs, the comedy, the Bama football, the exciting talk. So, Bama Standard tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central Time. Get there, streaming live on the TDA YouTube channel. Also, got to remind you of TDAWare.com. It's TDAWare.com. So for all of your swagger, sauce, drip, fashion, clothing, cultural needs there, check us out, TDAWare.com. Get you that gear today. Get started on supporting your favorite football program, whether that's in summer workouts, whether that's in fall camp, the start of this upcoming season. Get your gear right now. Cheer for your team, support your team, and sport your team uh, with TDAWare.com. The link in the description. Continue to show that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But Alabama is ratcheting things up on the recruiting trail for the 2023 class and our own Justin Smith, the lead scout and recruiting analyst for TDA has been doing an unbelievable job charting all of this information. But my thoughts here on uh, Tony Mitchell, five-star defensive back, Tony Mitchell choosing to stay at home and give his verbal commitment to the Crimson Tide for the 2023 class, the young man from Thompson High School in Alabaster near the uh, the Birmingham area here. And uh, oh, Tony Mitchell, I mean, um, this dude is championship pedigree. Has won quite a few state titles at Thompson under Coach Mark Freeman. 
I remember when he was in the eighth grade, I was at one of Tony Mitchell's camps in the eighth grade. And uh, at that time, it was Tennessee that was the biggest school offering him. So we, we've seen his growth from eighth grade to now. And um, it's just cool how Texas A&M came at him hard late in the process, you know, with the NIL and whatnot. And instead of uh, jumping to Jimbo Fisher, Tony Mitchell stays put, stays home. Gave that commitment to the Crimson Tide. And the reason why this is big is I feel like Saban's getting back to getting that in-state talent, that homegrown talent in the secondary. I, I've always said when an when a when an Alabama native gets an offer for the, for, for the Crimson Tide, it just means more to them. They grew up watching Alabama. They grew up in the barber shop getting their hair cut going, and you for Alabama Auburn. They, they grew up in this. They, they grew up in the state. They grew up in, in, in the tradition. They grew up in the pageantry. They grew up being taught how important Roe Tide is. And Tony Mitchell, one of those guys. And the last major in-state talent that Alabama had at that cornerback position you would have to go back to either Dre Kirkpatrick coming in that 09 class from Gadsden City High School, or you would have to look at Marlon Humphrey, who came in that 2014 class out of Hoover High School. So one of those two, if not both, your last two really big-time, huge in-state defensive backs. And for Tony Mitch with 6'2", I think in that 180, 190-pound range right there. I mean, the guy, great cover skills, strong ball skills, secure tackling skills. Guy can flat play. Knows the football, highly instinctive. He plays both cornerback and safety. I think he's going back to corner, according to our own Justin Smith, for his senior season in the fall. He has been on campus several times at the University of Alabama, so – for Coach Saban to get this marquee in-state talent was a really, really big deal here. Getting back to having that that shutdown, that, that, that lockdown corner on the outside and a guy that can run with a lot of these big play receivers. That's another thing that U.S. fans want from that cornerback position. Can we land, can Bama land somebody that can run with these receivers? Turn, run with them, face the ball, play the ball. Play the guy. Can, can you run with these receivers? Tony Brown can be Tony Mitchell. Excuse me. Can be physical and can run with these guys. But even bigger than that is if Alabama can also land McLean with Mitchell. That's that, 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 that's a big deal. If you can land McLean with Mitchell, Alabama could possibly sweep the board here with corners in this class because along with Offensive linemen, primarily offensive tackles. But next position that Saban is really prioritized in this class is defensive backs, and he's stockpiling them fast. So if he can get McLean with Mitchell, then he will have two solid marquee potential lockdown talents at that cornerback position. And uh, that gets back to that elite style of play 
where Alabama football is concerned. Because if you go back and you look at the championship years, Alabama secondaries, including in particular the cornerback spot, was big. If you look back at that 09 championship team, uh, guys like Kyrie, um, guys like Kareem Jackson, uh, those guys did business. Javier Arenas and Kareem Jackson, they, those two did business. You look at that 2011 championship team, uh, you know, guys like D. Milner, uh, those, those guys did business. You look at that 2012 championship uh, team, same thing. You know, guys like D. Milner, Daquan Menzi, uh, uh, those guys worked. 2015, Cyrus Jones and uh, you know Marlon Humphrey, those, those guys did work. 2017, uh, Anthony Everett and Levi Wallace, those cats worked. 2020, you know, Patrick Sertan, it's a shutdown corner. So when you have uh, when you have one guy that can that can take away a whole side of the field, that, that that's great. But if you when you when you can get two guys that can take away the field, boy, it makes life a whole lot sweeter for safeties, linebackers, defensive linemen. And you got corners that can just eat away wide receivers and force a quarterback. You got to make a perfect throw in 2.5 seconds. And if you can't make a perfect throw, good luck because the other guys are going to take your head off. So it was huge for Alabama to get D, to get Tony Mitchell. Hopefully he continues to uh, go about this thing and sign on with the Crimson Tide. But if it can get, if, it, if Bama can get McLean to put with Mitchell, oh, mama, night, night, Irene. Close the book, shut it up, and lock away the key, will you? So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what McLean does. Coming down this pipeline. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can check this out. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone. Now, for your audio needs, check us out here iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Overcast.fm. Tune in radio or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll try to be back on Wednesday continuing the conversation that is Bama football. Remember, Tide fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA, the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com, you click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link found in the description as well. If you're trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own, thefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. Guys, shout out my man, Coach Bo, defensive back specialist, DB Sensei. Out of Maryland, working with one Kyrie Jackson. Coming on the show, showing love to us, breaking down that training process with Jackson on the day. Got to shout out you guys, the outstanding fans of Crimson Tide Football, for all of your conversations, your chats, your donations, making this your show, network, channel, and space to talk Bama. Also, got to give some love to my man John Ivor in that production studio, doing what he does trying to keep me in line but as always people husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children you guys continue doing the right thing fun thing smart thing good thing legitimate thing 
to not be bored getting through the summer here. Be sure to get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and as always, you have been listening to In My Own Words.